0: Why are they doing this? They've adapted. Well, I don't think we can allow that to happen. bye Hey, y'all. How's it going? My name is Joe Engar, and this is the very first episode of the Go Tell Ma podcast. I uh, decided to start working on this a while back before any of the craziness with the Corvi or the Corvada Beer Virus started hitting the world And uh yeah Bunch of reasons for doing so Uh basically this first Episode is probably Going to be pretty boring so I wouldn't listen To it honestly if I were you but If you want to get some Information on why I'm doing this And what the whole goal of all this stuff Is then uh, you'll appreciate it So basically Over the past, I don't know, seems like about 15 years or so, it's started to become very obvious to me with the uh, situation in higher education costs just skyrocketing. Uh, Like, it's crazy now. You have to get these loans that you take out for your entire freaking life. Um, You're paying them back when you're, like, trying to teach your kids how to change their kids' diapers and all that stuff. Like, they just kind of live with you your whole life. And I think that is such a load of horse shit. And the idea that a person has to pay this exorbitant amount of money just to be able to go get a freaking job, to be able to support themselves and, like, buy a house and, you know, participate in this, you know, whatever society we live in is just asinine to me i think it's so stupid like they screw you on the way in to be able to get to work a decent job and then you're stuck at this job and a lot of people i know and i mean there are some that you know this obviously doesn't apply to everybody but i think that there are quite a few people out there who uh, go through the whole education system from i mean you think about it a lot of kids start going to school when they're about 4 years old going to preschool and then you're in school all the way up through high school so up till you're 18 so you know from 4 to 18 that's like 14 years right there and that's just to kind of get the basic fundamentals of what some people think that you need to get on in society successfully with are after that you know a lot of people will take a break or you know if you're super wealthy. Your parents will pay for you to go on a backpacking trip through Europe and all that jazz. Uh, I didn't have that opportunity myself, but after these little breaks from high school, start back in college and you go for, you know, they say the average person now takes five years or so to get a four-year degree. Um, So that's another five years. And then at that point, you're lucky to be getting a job starting out at about 14 or 15 bucks an hour. If you want to make more than that, you get to go back to school again, to grad school. And you get to pay an exorbitant amount of money. And then that goes about two years. And if you're, you know, sitting pretty well, you get to start off around maybe 20 to $25 an hour, depending on what career path you're looking into, you know, what you want to do. Um, and then you work that job. And if you want even more money and prestige, then you can pay to go get a doctorate. And that's another, you know, at least two years and lots more money. And then, you know, they say that at that point you're making decent bank. If you're selecting certain like business degrees or Stuff in the sciences. So at that point, so that's undergrad for four years, master's for two, doctoral program for, you know, two or three years. So that's another eight years. So by the time you're all said and done with school, you've invested about 24 years of life into getting access to being able to go to work that to me is just ridiculous and I don't know, I, a lot of people I know aren't very satisfied with their jobs and feel like after they've gotten out of school that they should be feeling this uber satisfaction and just really enjoying their life and they realize the working world is just such a stressful place and you're kind of, I don't know, this is a harsh way to put it, but you become a bit of a wage slave where you're at the mercy of your managers or your boss or the company owner if you're lucky enough to work for a small company you get to interact with them and you know I've been pretty fortunate I've had some great experiences with small business bosses that I've worked for and very grateful for that I don't have much experience in the corporate world uh, which has been on purpose for me I just I don't think I could do it but anyway This whole thing, so you're paying a shit ton of money to go to school, to be able to go to work a job, to make tons of money for someone else, and then you get either an hourly wage or a salary. And salary can be really nice because you get benefits, but then you're stuck with the potential of having to work overtime and not getting paid extra for that. It's just the whole thing just sucks. And I've noticed that there's this big trend over the past you know, few years, it just seems like it's definitely ramped up a bit more over the past five or so years. There's this entrepreneurial trend that, uh, a lot of people are wanting to become their own boss and realizing that by owning your own small company for the amount of work you do, you get to keep more of that money left over. That stuff's very interesting to me. Like you're no longer a wage slave you're not limited by the amount of money that you can make based off of how many hours each day you work. And sure, starting off with your own business, you're probably not going to be making much money at all for a while. It takes a long time to get that built up, but uh, it can be a way to leverage your work so that it doesn't matter how many hours of your personal blood sweat and tears you're putting into this project you can keep making more money on top of that anyway it's kind of a long rant but the whole point of all this uh this go tell ma podcast is to get people stoked about the idea of learning new skills on your own not having to pay some big public university or a super expensive private college to learn the skills that you want and like with my college classes, at least, it seems like I'd always sign up for these classes that sounded really cool that I was like, Oh man, I love this topic. I hope I get to learn this during this class. And you go and you sit there for a whole semester, hoping that you get to learn a few very specific skills. Sometimes you do, sometimes you don't. So it's always kind of a gamble, but, uh, that was my experience in school. Um, I took a bunch of classes that I thought I'd really like, and it was maybe like four or five days where I was actually learning stuff that I was super stoked on. The rest of that time was just me jumping through the hoops to be able to get some sort of letter grade saying that I had passed the class and could move on to studying other more advanced classes. I don't know. I liked school. I learned a ton in it. But there's so many other ways nowadays to do this. And a lot of it is thanks to the internet. We have YouTube, we have Google, we have the Khan Academy, which is really great. So many cool learning resources available online that are free. And instead of having to sit around for a whole semester's worth of time and hoping that you're going to get to learn this one or two or three little skills, you can select what thing you need to be learning right then and there. And then you go and learn it, and you can mix it in with your existing skills, and benefit from it. It's just great. We're so lucky to have this access to information, and the internet is such a double-edged sword nowadays. Um, on the one hand, the bad side of the double edge is you can get sucked in on Facebook or YouTube, or you know whatever clickbaity hole you're gonna go down, and you can just waste hours of your life just scrolling through all these random feeds and seeing all this weird random shit that really probably isn't going to benefit your personal life all that much and it's super addicting it's like a drug our brains get these wild like dopamine responses or serotonin i can't remember which one it is but something along those lines it's basically free drugs um our brain can get addicted to it uh the positive side of that double-edged sword is if you can stay focused long enough and i really think the key with all this stuff with all this teaching yourself things is focusing and uh if you can focus on what your goal is that you need to get accomplished the whole reason why you went on the internet in the first place to learn or whatever it is you're doing on there if you can have focus and stick with the task at hand you can learn so quickly so quickly like Oh, it's insane the amount of stuff you can learn and so with this podcast I have some people that I know and some folks that I don't really know all that well but I want to be uh, I'll be interviewing people who have taken it upon themselves to better their own lives in some way through learning not through the traditional education system and I've got a lot of people who are doing these things that they've now learned for their jobs, uh, whether it be for somebody else that, you know, for another person's company or for starting their own company and seeing all the things that, um, I don't know, just all the stuff that these people have learned and the way that they go about learning these new skills is really interesting to me. Um, I've learned almost as much from just talking to other people about their learning methods and processes and the why's and the how's and the what's um, as I have from actually like taking online classes or watching these tutorial videos and stuff like that. So to me, getting to see how people actually apply all the stuff that they're learning online is really cool. And uh, I've learned a ton. Um, I've already had quite a few conversations with people and all about their learning experience. So kind of fun. Um, A little bit about myself. So I'm from Utah. Uh, Right now I'm in Utah. I'm down in uh, Duchesne, Utah by Starvation Lake at a cabin recording this and it's really pretty. And I'm here with my wife and we were outside last night. had a little campfire with some s'more sugar hits. And, uh, we were roasting our marshmallows and it was nice and dark and there's no one anywhere near us. And it was a little bit windy so you could hear stuff like creaking around and moving and, uh, swear we heard someone running through like our area. It was really cool. It it was wild. I like that kind of stuff. I like getting the shit scared out of me every now and then. But anyway, Utah guy, born and raised, um, kind of rebelled against the faith and went off on my own path. Um, Because I wasn't feeling very satisfied with the, you know, prescribed religion I was born into. Um, My family's all still really into it, and they're cool with me not doing it, and they understand my reasons for not wanting to do that. Um, trying to think here, what else? So I went to, uh, I went to public school up until I was about in fourth grade or so, and just it was weird. I was super awkward and lurpy and I was always getting in fights and stuff with people, and I was always really tall. So I'd, like, beat up the sixth graders when I was in second grade and stuff like that. It was weird. Um, but I had to transfer schools when I was around fourth grade into a new area. They redid our school neighborhood boundaries. So I went to this uh, other elementary school that was uh, had, like, I don't know. I couldn't get into any of the advanced classes there. I was always in the accelerated learning classes or whatever the hell you call them at the school that i used to go to and at this school there was no room there was no room in those classes for me so i was just in the like normal class and i was bored out of my freaking mind and just kind of getting into trouble and i don't know wasn't really learning all that much so my parents decided to take me into home to do homeschooling and that was wild um did that pretty much up through high school. And when I was about 12, so it was my little brother and I just at home going through our little school books and stuff. Our mom was teaching us. My dad traveled a lot growing up, um, for work. So he was gone a lot of the time. So it was just kind of mom and my brother and I, and, uh, when uh when I turned about 12 or so my dad's mom got really sick so my mom had to go and like help her die basically at her house and so my little brother and I were kind of in charge of our own education there for a lot of it and my mom and dad just said you know as long as you guys are able to pass the GED and get yourselves into college that's all you have to worry about like and, you know, they it wasn't just this laissez-faire kind of thing. Like, they made sure we were doing our stuff, but a lot of math, and we read a ton of classic literature. And uh, there was this idea, and I believe it still, that you can learn a lot of the things that you need for a successful life by just blasting through all the classic literature that you can take into your body. Um I read all sorts of books, like so many books. Um, I really like the Count of Monte Cristo, all the Mark Twains, like Adventures of Tom Sawyer and Huck Finn, um, Les Mis Rob, uh, some Jane Austeny kind of stuff, like all those romance, those classic like stodgy romance books were hilarious, and oh man, learned learned something about old school females from that, and that was interesting. Um, I really like dystopian literature, like 1984, the George Orwell stuff. Um, Brave New World is really good. Uh, man, so many cool books. But I just read a ton of books. And like Steinbeck, John Steinbeck's probably my favorite author. It'd be a tie between him and Mark Twain. But uh, The Grapes of Wrath, I think, is the ultimate book to read. If you haven't read it, just stop listening to this right now and go. Either buy a copy of it from a local bookstore or, you know, listen to it on Audible or something. But that's, I think it's the best book. Teaches you about overcoming struggles and maintaining your, your own integrity during these terrible rough times. And uh, empathy, I think, is kind of the main theme of that book. And being able to put yourself into someone else's shoes to the extent that you are capable of treating them how they want to be treated. And a lot of people nowadays, you know, you always hear the whole treat people how you want to be treated thing. And that's, I mean, that's fine. That's better than just straight up treating people like shit. But if you are only treating people how you want to be treated, that's like a selfish mirror to filter through to the rest of the world. Like you should be able to pick up on how others feel and what's important to them. And when you're around them, treat them how they want to be treated. And if you're able to learn that skill, that's one skill that empathy will unlock, you know, man, just uh, the access to a very happy life for yourself. Because if you're able to treat others how they want to be treated and show empathy and like just treat people good Basically, you'll get a lot more opportunities to be able to do things with a lot more people that you wouldn't maybe normally have been able to do. Um, empathy, unfortunately, seems kind of like a rare thing nowadays. I don't think very many people show that they have that skill. Um, so, yeah, kind of weird. That, that was a bit of a tangent. But anyway, so I got a bunch of my earlier education from just reading, uh, reading classic literature uh, studied for about two weeks for my GED and pretty much aced it. It was, yeah, it was so easy. So easy. Um, you just got to focus on it. That was it. And then I took like an ACT exam to get into college and I got a pretty decent scholarship to a little liberal arts school called Westminster College in Utah here in Salt Lake. And that was cool and I studied a bunch of random stuff. The majority of it was like economics and physics and photography stuff. And those three things kind of sum up my, uh, my interests. I really like the sciences and love learning about money and economics is kind of the study of how money and people interact to be able to predict certain things and the success of them. And then of course photography is kind of documenting the surrounding world through art uh, with a with a mechanical tool I really like that stuff um, so then uh, from there I never I never ended up graduating from Westminster um, I was having kind of some rough times in my 20s and uh, just couldn't ever really pick what I wanted to do for sure to have a as a degree to graduate with I was working a bunch while I was trying to be in school and it's just it's really hard Really hard to do that. Um, So I actually left school like a bit early. I think I went for about five years or so, something like that, maybe longer. But uh, a friend was starting a company and needed some help. And uh, so I went and started doing like demolition work at his new manufacturing facility. He was building these crazy coffee machines. And so I started off helping like knock stuff down and hang stuff up in the building and just doing, you know, labor. And he was very kind to me and offered to uh, let me stay on and help build the machines. So I learned that and I got really good at building them and could do it really fast and quick. And I was just super focused on it and I was like, oh, this is a good opportunity I could Really learn a lot from this. I really tried to learn as much as I could from that opportunity I was blessed with. And then that turned into me being able to fix the machines really well. And which then led to me going out and traveling around the country, like all over the place to our customers who had those machines. And when they'd break, I'd fly out and fix them. And that was really cool. And then that transitioned into me training people how to use and repair the machines, which was rad. And I learned a bit of some nice sales stuff from that. And boy, I just, I had so much fun and I learned so many things and it totally leveled up all my skills. And it was a lot of at-home learning to supplement that kind of on my own. Like when throughout the day, I'd come across these new problems or challenges I'd never seen before with you know anything from not getting along with a co-worker very well to like how to fix a solenoid or like how to use a tool in a certain way or sales techniques stuff like that and so when I wasn't working I would study all this stuff online and it really helped my career out and it eventually led to me being able to uh, get to go over to Turkey for a bit to help uh, start a coffee company out there. Um, They were wanting to basically have like a franchise set up that was kind of the Turkish equivalent of Starbucks. And I looked the other day, they're doing really well. They have like 60 something shops now. It's amazing. It's mind blowing. But um, after I was done working with those guys over in Turkey, I came back to Salt Lake. Didn't really know what I wanted to do next. And Couldn't really find any good opportunities. It was a rough time. I, like, came back home. I didn't make all that much money from it. So I was living in my parents' basement. And, uh, oh, it sucked. I got really depressed and really down because, like, I went from this high of, like, when I was in college and before I started helping that friend with that company, I I was waiting tables. And so to go from that to, like, this awesome startup job and then getting to travel internationally over to Turkey in Istanbul to help those guys do their thing and then just coming back home to I didn't have a job coming back home um, Man, it was just it was a really rough time for me it was really hard in my parents basement and so I decided to get back into the food service industry and I was uh, busing tables and doing food expo so like running all the food out to the tables and just didn't really have a clue as to what I wanted to do next but I liked just having this like kind of mindless for me it was a pretty mindless job of just like busting food out to people and cleaning up after people I really liked how non-thinking it was and I could just go on autopilot I loved it and one day I met uh this gal like It was so weird. So there was this beautiful host there and uh, she walked by when I was waiting for some food to come up in the window at the restaurant and it was so funny. So she uh, she, like walked by and looked kind of towards the kitchen and so I was like, oh, that's a, she's hot. She's hot as shit. Like who the hell is she checking out? So I turned around behind me to see who like would be the type of guy that she would be attracted to. And there was no one behind me. And I was like, it took me a second. I was like, oh, she's totally checking me out. That's so cool. And so, uh, <laughs> so I got the balls up to go up to the front of the restaurant and talk to her. And she had, she was awesome. She was very smart. Uh, she's studying biology in school. And she'd had kind of some rough things go on in her life recently, too. So we could kind of both commiserate about just not really being so sure on our next, uh, like, Next steps forward to get ourselves out of our own messes, and long story short, we ended up getting married, and uh, I went on to work with a couple other local like coffee oriented companies in Salt Lake. One was a little company that my friend who'd started that initial um, coffee machine company. He had a little like uh, coffee accessory company where they'd make like tampers and aprons and stuff like that. And he let me come back to work for him. And I was making aprons and helped, you know, get their production. Just kind of, I don't know. Basically, I just worked really fast to try to get caught up on all the backlogged apron orders and made a bunch of aprons. And that, that was cool. Learned a little bit more from that. Learned how to use a lathe at that place. And that was rad to get some new skills there. Um, Learned a bunch about fabric dyeing and sewing. And I didn't actually get to sew it myself, but I was in charge of like dyeing all the fabric and prepping all the rough cuts and stuff for our seamstress. And that was interesting. I learned a ton actually at that place. Then after that, a local coffee company here in Salt Lake um, offered me a job to come and fix machines for them. And uh, that turned into helping set up like an equipment sales program and all that stuff. And I was kind of still a little shell-shocked at that point from uh, just kind of the whole thing after being in Istanbul and uh, trying to get my head like straightened out a little bit. And so I was, I don't know, I think I was just really awkward while I was working there. But there was this one day where we had a company that was wanting to buy some machines us or from us to be able to use our coffee in their dessert shops, and uh, I sold them like they, they just kind of handed me this like little company. I was like, Here, you're like, talk to these guys, see what uh, see what they need, and all this stuff. And I ended up selling them like fifty thousand dollars worth of equipment. And uh, the owner of the company was like, Really surprised, and just like, Oh, we'd never had a sale that big before, that was great. and. So I was able to use some of those sales skills that I had, you know, picked up along the way and taught myself too. And, uh, that was really cool. That was a little success there. And after that company, I went and kind of switched industries. And so now I'm still, my day job is still in this uh, new direction. So I work for a company that repairs medical equipment. And, uh, So all this crazy technical equipment and medical and scientific stuff. My specialty are these very large steam sterilizers. And they're super dangerous. They are like right around 300 degrees and pressured around 35 PSI or so. And if you've ever seen a steam boiler explode, 35 PSI can like knock a metal... Panel through a brick wall. It's very, very dangerous. They're super high voltage, and I never went to like an electronics school or anything like that. And a lot of my stuff was just kind of skills that I'd picked up on my own throughout the years. And I was able to get into that industry, and I've got a really good boss. He's a super nice guy. And um, he took a bit of a gamble on me because I'd never worked in that industry before. Most of those guys, that most of the coworkers I work with, Um, they've either been trained in the military or they've been to, you know, technical schools to do this very specific, um, set. And so I had never been in the military or been to a technical school for it. So he was just like, well, you know how to fix a coffee machine. I'm sure you could figure this stuff out. Good luck. And so I figured it out and eventually I got the title of field engineer on my business card. It says field engineer. And I always thought that was really cool. Because uh, you know, I didn't go to engineering school or anything and I was able to just kind of from uh, being super driven and focused able to become an engineer which I'm not trying to brag or anything but I, dude, I think that's really cool I'm very proud of myself for that and yeah I did never go to engineering school and now I'm a freaking engineer and that to me is just awesome um, I like my job it's fun it's different every single day Uh, But if I had just, you know, been dicking around and not trying to teach myself new stuff, that wouldn't have been a possibility. And it's really, like, improved my life. Like, I've been able to double, yeah, pretty much double my income over the past two years and finally, like, live, like, pretty comfortably. I mean, I'm not, like, trust fund rich or anything like that at all by any means, but... Uh, we can put food on the table and live in a comfortable space and Pearl and I, my wife, Pearl, uh, we have two cats and, uh, yeah. And we can keep them fully treated properly with all their fish flavored treats and their catnip and yeah, it's cool. And then, uh, my wife has just finished her undergrad in biology and she's got, a microbiology emphasis. She's the very first at the University of Utah to do that. And I'm really proud of her. And so she's definitely benefited from learning too. And she's more of the traditional education route, which it works great for her. So I'm very stoked on that. Um, but yeah, that's kind of a, a little bit of my background and some of my motivation for sharing self guided learning with other people and having fun conversations with people who are, you know, interested in doing the same stuff. Um, I guess, uh, and it wasn't just like a quick for me at all, like, and I'm not even, I don't even think I'm a third of the way through my journey as far as where I want to go with things in my career life and just personally too, like I have so many things I want to keep learning. Um, So it's not just something that happened really quickly in a very direct path. It's super frustrating, can be very hard to make changes for your life. Um, Back when I was a server, I never thought I'd be doing what I'm doing now. And there are a lot of people who love working in restaurants and serving and waiting tables, and that's awesome. It just wasn't the right perfect fit for me for the rest of my life. So I'm very glad that I was able to figure this out. Um, I guess I'll, I'll go through really quick a list of all the jobs that I can think of uh, that I've done that have taught me kind of some skills that I've picked up along those jobs to get to where I'm at now. And it's, yeah, it's it's such a long, messy journey, but okay. So when I was 12, this is starting off when I was 12. So I had a little uh, landscaping company like mowing my neighbor's lawns and helping them in their flower and vegetable gardens. Then when I was 16, I started working at Pioneer Theater as a like a stage crew technician. Um, I worked at a honey-baked ham as a sandwich maker, and I, I glazed their hams. I worked at Cowboy Grub as a server um, and a busser. And let's see, where else was I working then? I can't remember. There's one I'm forgetting. But then I was a, an after-school teacher and serving still all through all this, uh, always serving at a restaurant. I, I was a volunteer grant writer for a group that brings money in for recently, uh, displaced refugees here in the country. And that was really cool to learn grant writing. Um, what else was I doing? Gardening stuff. Oh, dude, so much stuff. Lots of different jobs, but tons of serving, tons of bartending, tons of busing, um, some education stuff. Yeah, I don't know, I kind of talked about everything else, but I just, I did all sorts of random ass jobs and uh, learned a ton from all that stuff. But um, yeah, so now we're here, I'm in Duchesne at a cabin and uh, we have the COVID-19 coronavirus crisis going on right now lots of people are getting screwed by this Uh, right now is a great time to be focused on getting your life closer to how you want it I've definitely made a few changes over the past month or two kind of upstairs mentally you know as far as mindset and I've been thinking a ton about just what exactly I want my life to look like. And I think that's the very first step towards doing anything cool and learning anything new is getting your mindset figured out to being just how you want it. Um, To just be able to really imagine what you want your destination to look like. And that'll dictate your journey and how that stuff goes. So uh, I've been just kind of yakking here for a while it feels like. So enough of that, but uh, yeah, basically doing this sort of stuff where you're teaching yourself something new, a lot of people are going to make fun of you kind of behind your back or make you feel like an idiot for trying to improve yourself without going the traditional education route. Just know that they're narrow-minded jackasses and they're probably miserable in their lives and the thought of somebody else being able to do something cool on their own with just the internet and their existing skill set, trying to level that up, that's just pisses a lot of people off and makes them kind of question things for themselves. And a lot of people are comfortable where they're at and don't like to have to imagine switching it up or doing something different. So don't let those bastards get you down and don't let them detract from you getting yourself closer to your goals. Um, It's totally normal to feel just awkward and weird about learning new stuff that's just how it always is. Um miserable people like to try to spread their misery around so don't let it don't let any of their misery get on you or make a mark on your heart or your thought process for what you know is best for your own life. Um yeah, uh pretty much coming up. Got some fun people. Had a conversation with a guy who has a successful food blog. He's actually able to to his name, Steven, he was actually able to, uh, start this food blog out of Dallas and just have it blossom into this really cool experience for himself. Um, he knows all about restaurants and wine and food and, and all sorts of really cool people that he knows. Um, so that, that's a fun one. I've got a conversation with a guy who he's actually a chef that I used to work with. And he taught himself how to brew beer. Well, his dad taught him a bit of it, but he, he brews his own beer and he's working on starting a distillery up all from skills that he's pretty much self-taught in that one. He uh, he does this like gardening automation stuff. He's wild. He does so many things. He remodeled his whole house by himself. Um, I've got a, a woman who was, she started off as a bartender and then she's been able to transition that skill during all this coronavirus stuff into running these virtual, uh, mixology classes and tastings. And she's able to support herself through doing these meetings that she hosts with large companies and with small people, like small companies. She, uh, she trains people how to make all these drinks and all this rad bartender skill stuff. Um, so, yeah, I got some fun stuff. Got a woodworker. He taught himself how to make these bowls. And, man, it's just really fun. All the, all the cool people out there. So, anyway, that's what we got coming up. Uh, don't let the bastards get you down. And uh, just watch out because they'll uh, when they hear that you're learning new stuff, they're going to go try to tattle on you. They're going to go tell their moms about uh, how Billy Boy's increasing a skill set and it's gonna really piss them all off but just keep uh, keep doing what you know is best for yourself and don't let that you know small-minded bitter static of other people's limited uh, thought process uh, affect what you know to be best for yourself uh, anyway thanks for watching uh, again my name is Joe Engar um, yeah really stoked about this. And I uh, ho- hope you all enjoy what uh, what fun uh, conversations we're going to be having coming up. I uh, hope you have a good day. Bye.